All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Beef Up Front podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Coyle. And today I'm joined by Temple University linebacker Isaiah Graham Mobley. Isaiah, how are we doing? Good. How you doing, Ryan? Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, so just with everything going on in the world, uh, kind of we'll get started with the first question I've been asking a lot of the people I've been talking to. How's everything been going in regards to training and kind of staying in shape while, while you're at home and away from the program? Yeah, um, it's definitely challenging, but, um, you know, we were able to grab some weights from the weight room and have a bar. So we just put in one of my uh, boys' backyards and we kind of just, you know, work with what we got. Uh, we got a bunch of bands that we were able to use that for like resistance and whatnot. And then you can really run anywhere, uh, just stay away from yeah. people. Uh, you know, just uh, it's more like self-motivation at this point because you don't have the coaches, you know, pushing you and, and everyone's not in the right environment. So uh, that's that's basically the main part, just like having a bunch of self-motivation. Yeah, because like so do they have you guys on like a like a program, like a regimen or is it kind of just stuff that you've been taught and you're doing on your own? um so i mean they we have a regimen but we always try to like incorporate just do like one percent more so you know we'll, we'll do the the program list and the program runs but then just add a little bit more into it just to get you know one percent better each time because i i know just following like temple football and social media and stuff like over the years a big thing for them has always been the weight room and stuff they're always posting about it on social media it seems like everyone's like involved and a lot of energy is it kind of weird and kind of like sucks to not be there for kind of your last off season yeah definitely um but you know it's it's special in a way uh we're still able to bond over skype and, and different tools like zoom so um even though we're far apart i feel as though we're still coming together as one and you know this will we'll come out of this stronger because you know adversity you know just builds builds yeah. tough in the end yeah uh, so kind of going off what you said about kind of adversity, were, were you able to watch The Last Dance? I was, yeah. Yeah, so there's like, I mean, we saw kind of what Jordan went through with the balls at the beginning and like adversity. What's something like that you felt you learned about uh, kind of watching The Last Dance and that you can carry over to the football field uh, this upcoming season? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that was, it was incredible. I was sad that it was over and there wasn't like more um but just learning from i mean we weren't even alive during his era um so we weren't really able to watch him play but like mm-hmm. having a film and at us being able to like relive it through the documentary was, was really sweet um just uh learning to have like a bunch like the more you work on your craft the better you're gonna be so the skill the skill comes with it but the more self-confidence that you have and michael jordan had his self-confidence was through the roof and he all he did was work so just seeing uh you, if you believe in yourself and you believe in the guys around you anything is possible you know you could become the greatest you know you could become the best no yeah. matter how hard uh, so that was one thing that i took out of it just just perseverance and, and understanding that even though like even if for this situation, a lot of things aren't going to go your way. As long as you keep pushing and you you keep fighting and you you keep your head held high, you're gonna you're gonna persevere through no matter what. Yeah, and one of the things I kind of took was just his leadership as well. I thought it was crazy how he kind of uh, with the whole Dennis Rodman thing, where he was able to go drag him out of out of Las Vegas. It was kind of I feel like if anyone else would have went out there, they would have just laughed it off. But yeah. Jordan was able to get him back. That was that was definitely one of the crazier stories I've ever heard when it comes to uh, when it comes to sports. 
But um, so coming out of high school, you went to Upper Marion, which is in King of Prussia, which is kind of right outside the Philadelphia area. Uh, so like what led you to committing the temple and what's it like to be able to play in front of friends and family down at the link uh, on Saturdays? Yeah, it's definitely nice to be close to home. Uh, it gives everyone around me easier access to come see the games. Uh, it's that's that's definitely one thing that uh, was a factor into where I wanted to go to college. Um, yeah, being from Marion, it, it kind of gives everyone from that area uh, some light that you know, no matter where you where you come out of, you can go anywhere you want. That's just just how it is. Um, and so it, that was really cool to just like kind of put Upper Marion on the map a little bit. Um, and then, uh, you know, coming to Temple was a dream come true to give me everything that I've wanted. Uh, and then if not more, uh, so I couldn't ask for a better university to have come to, uh, you know, the things that I've accomplished and still have yet to accomplish here. Um, and then hopefully a brighter future. Yeah, you've definitely been part of, I mean, Temple football for a long time was on the downfall was having bad uh, bad seasons for the program but over this past decade they've really established themselves and you've definitely been a big part of that in these recent years but kind of speaking about the team more um have you guys been having like a lot of team meetings where i know i see on social media and stuff with like the pros they've been having like guest speakers kind of just talks to check in like i play d3 basketball we have one every week where it's kind of just checking in making sure everything's all right but have you guys at the higher level been able to talk like defense and stuff like that? Yeah, for sure. We've been able to communicate with our coaches. Um, the only thing that got um, involved was just academics in terms of like finals and stuff. So we have like a, a period of time we're not able to have contact with coaches. Um, but that was the only time that we weren't in contact with them. I mean, they were always checking up, always wondering how we are. Um, yeah. And once once they check in, they're like, yeah, you want to get a meeting in? You know, so why not? Yeah. It's always good just to kind of keep the relationship going. And it sounds like the, te the Temple guys are definitely big with their relationships and uh, yeah. staying close with their players. Mm -hmm. But as we kind of progress to talking more about the season, week one, you guys are travel are as of right now with everything going on, you're still travel uh, scheduled to travel down to Miami to play the U in week one. Can you describe uh, kind of what your excitement and your feelings are towards that game for the first game of your final season? Yeah, I'm definitely looking into it for it to be a hostile environment. It's just going to be uh, another Florida team that that we're going to have to fight with. It's going to be a good. It's going to be a great time, great atmosphere. Uh, I know a bunch of people from here are going to fly down to Miami, so it's just going to be incredible to play in front of them, and then uh, especially for the last season, you know, go out with a band. Yeah, that would be a special way because I mean they're they've are another program where recent years they haven't been as what they kind of were throughout history, but I think they're kind of on the rise and that would be a very sweet victory to start off the year for you guys and definitely make a lot of noise around the nation. But so as we were talking about, that's a big non-conference game. Another big non-conference game you have this year is at home against Rutgers. Uh, coach Greg Schiano's back. He, he was the coach who led them to national success before going to the NFL. And ever since he left Rutgers has been kind of a, on the downfall and been a, been a bad program, but he's definitely going to turn them around again, I think. And it always seems like you guys at home, especially like last year, you beat Maryland and you beat Georgia Tech. You guys have have a uh, winning streak against these Power Five conference teams at home. Can you uh, just describe like what goes into that and 
how we're going to be looking at that when it comes to the home game versus Rutgers this year? Yeah, um, we always treat every game like it's it's any other game. Um, we're not going to get too high, get too low. Um, so we, we kind of try to stay melatonin, and really, really in the middle. Uh, just uh, stay true to our game plan, stay true to what we, who we know how we are and how we know how to play, which is just hard, tough-nosed football, man. And when we're at home, we don't want to let our, our home crowd down. So we're, only, we're not only playing for ourselves, we're playing for our home field advantage. And you got to take advantage of that as much as you can. Were you were you on the roster when um, it was the college football game day uh, against Notre Dame? Was that like nah. your redshirt freshman year? No, nah, that was the year before we went. Because uh, I was down at that game, and that was yeah. I, that's like the only like real like. I mean, I've been to a few of your guys' games, but that was like a sellout crowd. That was really cool. If, mm-hmm. if you guys can continue to build that, I mean, I feel like with a win against Miami, then next week you play Idaho. I believe is your second game. That Rutgers game could could be seeing a pretty big crowd. So that would be cool to to kind of see. But last year you were awarded uh, number eight, and that's a huge honor at Temple because of the whole Temple Tough mantra. Uh, they, give the, they give the toughest players on the team the single-digit numbers, and so you were one of those nine players. Can you describe uh, what that was like and kind of how you got there? Yeah, I mean, so... This journey had to start since my freshman year because I, I mean, I haven't done anything but put in relentless work for, you know, three, four different coaches this, uh, my, my five years here now. Um, so, I mean, it kind of just shows how my work has carried over from staff to staff. Um, I, I didn't let off the pedal no matter what and just uh, understood and saw what the guys before me did in order to get it and just, you know, waited my turn. Um, and then when the opportunity presented itself, uh, it, there was no looking back. Um, so once I was rewarded, it, um, I was actually pretty surprised. But I mean, all the work that I've put in, I was just, I was just it was something that I, I it's a, it was on my goal sheet. So I was like, that that's yeah. awesome. I get to check off my, my red shirt junior year. So I have I got two years under my belt with it, you know, this upcoming season too. Um, so I mean, it was, a, it was a great honor, and then, you know, my dad wore eight, so then me being able to wear eight in high school and then also be able to carry it on through college and then it being such a high stature here at Temple and being able to be in the history books, you know, it's just it's something special. Wasn't – was Matikiewicz eight as well? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, so that's – I mean, he's probably the best linebacker in school history. I, think, I mean, right. he, he won the best linebacker in the uh, country award, I believe, his senior year, so – I mean, given a number like that to you, that's just a testament to your hard work. And like you were saying, with new coaching staff, I mean, no, they're not playing favorites or anything. They can't be saying that. So it definitely shows that you've been a hard worker and kind of a leader for that program. And with the with the evolving coaches, like you said, a leader like you needs to step up. And that's, that's definitely going to be big as you head into your second year under your new coach. But... Like I was saying with uh, Matikiewicz, um, there's Sean Bradley got drafted by the Eagles this year. Kind of Temple's been very good, uh, especially with linebackers over the past five years when it comes to sending players to the NFL from like the non-Power 5 conference teams. I believe they're up there in like the top three. So what do you feel like you need to do this upcoming season, whether it's on defense, whether it's on special teams, just to get your name into that draft discussion and hopefully find a home in the NFL um, in next year's draft. 
Yeah. Um, you know, uh, being able to be a super versatile player. Um, so that means, you know, just because you're a single digit doesn't mean you get any other privileges. So I'm, I'm trying to stay on all special teams. I'm trying to, you know, uh, work my way up the ranks again and, and put and solidify positions on those. So, you know, we could teach the young guys uh, in the future how, how that position is going to be played. And then with that, I just learned from the guys in front of me, like you said, Sean Bradley, Chappelle Russell, also on the, the Buccaneers now. Uh, they they took me under their wing because I was originally a safety. So yeah. uh, moving linebacker uh, coming into college, they really took me under their wing and be able to play with them. Uh, I wouldn't even see playing under them because we were, we were all playing together. Uh, so playing with them, it was just uh, it was an honor to be able to to learn from them and and we were all just add into how the linebackers were. So uh, everybody has like their own versatile. Like everyone's. Everyone's versatile on the field, but you, we all worked together, and it was a cohesive group. It was really, it was really special to be a part of. Um, but yeah, being versatile and, and being on special teams and being able to know the linebacker core to a T and understanding defenses and offenses and and the different openings on the field is is something that coaches look for a lot. Um, so you know, try to stick with that this upcoming season. Yeah, it sounds like. A- I mean, you know, you know what you're doing. You're very. It seems like you're very knowledgeable and stuff. Uh, I I remember playing against you in high school in football. Or I mean, I wasn't playing. I was on the sidelines. But it was you were receiver, you were safety. Like they put you at quarterback. Like so, you've been all over the field. You kind of know like all the parts of the game. And mm-hmm. as the quarterback of the defense, playing linebacker, that's like a big advantage. And I think that's something that a lot of teams and front offices find attractive, where they they see this kid played all over the field, like. I was looking, uh, before we did this, I was looking up some of your stats and stuff. It said, like, uh, I think last season or two seasons ago, you had, like, a return touchdown as well, right? A kickoff, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, kind of, you see you can do it do it all, and, I mean, that's definitely, the more you can do, the better, not just in football, but in life. But going into your senior season, uh, what's the outlook for Temple football, and what should uh, the fans be expecting this year? Man, you know, it's going to be an exciting season. you got a bunch of really good games coming up. Um, we're going to, you know, work however we can in order, like, throughout this, this you know, quarantine process. Uh, we're still going to act as if our, our game is going to be on September 8th. It's, we're not going to treat it any differently. Uh, we're going we're gonna to continue to work and, and just, you know, shock the world as usual. Yeah, that's – I mean, that has definitely been the calling card where with you guys where – teams coming to the link or you guys going on the road and you're beating ranked opponents. I mean, last year was, was Maryland ranked when you beat them? I mean, I know they were, they had a very hot start to the year. Yeah. Memphis beat them, right? They were ranked. Uh, Just over the years, you guys have been so competitive and being all these good teams is if you can just find a way to get those, some of those early big wins and carry it into conference play, it could be a special season for you guys, I think. For sure. All right, uh, so that was kind of like our interview segment where we can move on to some more uh, fun questions, kind of personal stuff. So if you could intercept one QB in uh, NFL or college history, who would it be? Anybody in history. Mm. Um, personally, for me, I think it would probably be Drew Brees. Um, he's, he's somebody that was underlooked and he just the way that he scans the field and is able to to control his offense is insane um and you know that would be that would be crazy if i could crib one against breeze 
Yeah, that's a that's definitely a good one. Most passing yards, most passing touchdowns in NFL history. There's not really a guy you could pick better than that. But uh, thinking post uh, graduation, post this last season, if you decide like or the NFL path isn't for you, what was like what's kind of your major and what would you uh, want to pursue as for your career? Yeah, oh sweet. That, I'm a media studies and production major. Um, okay. So you know, I edit uh, graphic design, uh, photos, videography. So I try to do a little bit of everything. Um, my past internship I just had was with Temple, and I was doing photography and videography, and you know, live cuts for the men's basketball games and whatnot. So that was that was really sweet to be exposed to. Sadly, it was canceled, but um, I'm yeah. hoping try to get into all that um try to get an internship this upcoming summer but you know opportunities are looking pretty slim right now but uh yeah yeah editing bro editing and photography is is what i like to get into yeah Even it's cool I- staying in the sports too mm, for sure yeah uh so who would you label as the greatest football player uh ever pick one on offense and one on defense for me, I'm a really big LT fan. Ladainian Thomason is who I fell in love with, the Chargers. Um, amazing player uh, to watch just destroy people. Um, and defense, um, personally, Ray Lewis in his prime was unstoppable. That man was ridiculous. And, and if I had to, you know, watch somebody and idol somebody at the linebacker position it would definitely be him the, just he would i'll probably never get to his size but yeah if I, if I could play the way that he did that'd be incredible yeah the energy and effort i mean it's kind of yeah. what you were saying you just got to put on about another 25 pounds and you'll be, you'll be up there with him but uh all right we got two minutes left in the game all tied up who do you want a quarterback leading your uh final drive to win the super bowl You gotta go with Brady. He's. Yikes. I I, you, I believe that he understands what's at stake, and he, and he would do his best in order to get there. Are you a you an Eagles fan? No, I'm not. So that's why I don't uh, care. Gotcha. <laughs> that's it. I guess it's acceptable then. Yeah. So I was gonna say you kind of saw with the uh, the Super Bowl, but. All right, our last question. Uh, thanks again for hopping on. This is this is awesome for uh, for us as we're trying to grow this. But uh, so high school, you're a pretty good basketball player as well. Having played against you, uh, you're kind of the main like defensive stopper for your team, being the athlete you were. Uh, so, who was the best player you ever had to uh, guard in basketball? And then on the football field, who's the best player you've ever gone against? Um, probably the. Best basketball player I think was Xavier Malone from uh-huh. Yeah, locking Hex. down to eleven points. He wasn't was, doing anything. That was anything. a big that was a big upset. The big game. upset. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was kind of made waves. <laughs> that was funny, bro. And then uh in football, I think that it would probably be Honestly, bro, Ryan Stover was a problem. Yeah. Uh, on on upper uh, on upper Dublin. 
And for Dublin, yeah, he was a problem that year. He was there. That team was unstoppable. Yeah. <laughs> there is nothing that we could they do. They would just go four wide and they would just chuck it the whole game. Uh, no matter yeah. what. What, Mike Sowers is a little speedy ass. Yeah. They had the running backs that were good too. That that team was very good. Mm-hmm. But I back to Xavier though, before we wrap this up, I remember I think it was either Connor or Brendan told me that he like tweeted before the game something like, I'm gonna get thirty tonight or something yeah. like that. And then you guys, uh, you guys, you held him to 11 points and you won. So that was, that was cool. That was a funny story. But all right, Isaiah, that's uh, all we got. Uh, thanks again for hopping on. I really appreciate it. And uh, keep an eye out for the podcast. We'll be on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, all that good stuff. And uh, good luck this upcoming season. I appreciate it, man. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having me.